Oh, hi, Bill. Hi. You ready for another week? I guess. So, what should we do this week? Um, we could do another Wolf's Rain. We could do... I mean, I guess we have some more uh, Lotus War to finish up. Do you just want to do Lotus War? Yes, I love Lotus War. Lotus War is great, isn't it? Yes. Let's just keep doing that. Well, no, because I want to do I want to do Wolf's Rain. Like Wolf's Rain is good. All right, you, you want okay? So who's who's turns to do the open? Yours or mine? Well, you start talking first. Well, okay. Don't well, you want me to? Okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> We're uh, not doing the opening right now. <laughs> God damn it! No, I always cut that shit out at the beginning. You know that. <sighs> All right, you ready? I said yes. Uh, welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where two dudes, never three. Hey guys. Where the fuck did he come from? It begins again. I got, I came in. I mean, you know, I, got, I was let in. Uh, who let you in? The dog. That's fair. That sounds like the dog. She was really excited to see me. Not a good guard dog. <laughs> no, not really. I guess we gotta start over. Should we start over? Yeah, so what are we doing? Uh, we'll figure it out in post. Sweet! So what are you gonna do now? You wanna go back to that guy? I can't go back. If I did, I'd have to hunt you guys down again. <laughs> Sounds nice. I wouldn't mind being hunted down by a girl. I'm usually the one who does all the chasing, but somehow they always manage to get away. Whenever I get in the mood, I always have to take a leak. Kind of like right now. Well, go somewhere and do it. That's disgusting. I'll hold it. It looks like you're ready to run. <laughs> you're nice. Gross, but nice. Yeah, I get that all the time. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. And he hasn't said a word to us since everything happened. It's Josh. Mm. He's still not talking. Mm. And he's gross, but he's nice. He's Andrew. Thank you. Mm. And I've slept like a dead man. I'm Bill. Yeah, you were really tired when we got here. Yeah, yeah. I, I woke him up when I knocked on the door. I've been you, tired you, for days. Yeah, I was going to say, you, you would think that um, this would be a normal Friday night recording, but it's not. It's a Saturday afternoon recording. Right, right. It's kind of uh, random. Throwing things off here. Uh, hi, guys! Hey! Hi. Hey, it, the, the crew's together. Yay! The Motley crew. Wow. There, there are three wolves. Yay! And we're ready to go to paradise. There are four members of Motley Crew. There are. That is true. But we are here today not to talk about. This is not our Motley Crew podcast. No. Uh, we are here to talk about not one, but two episodes of Wolf's Rain. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Episode 12 of Wolf's Rain, Don't Make Me Blue, and episode 13, Men's Lament. And I, <laughs> and I gotta tell you, I'm a big fan. Of one of these episodes? Uh, both of these episodes? Uh, kind of both, but one more than another. We'll get there. But first, dun, dun, dun. it's been a long time. Oh, yes. It's been a long yes, time. Yes, it has. Hey, Josh, how you been? I've been fantastic. Been missing you guys, though. But it seems like you uh, you kept this uh, this old boat afloat while I was uh, gone. Yeah, so. we kept the train going. Yeah, um, yeah. We Didn't derail more than what? Kept the train twice. afloat? Kept the train afloat. That's, <laughs> that, I think, the best re- possible way to describe did, that. Didn't derail the boat? Nope. Definitely did not mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we didn't... Uh, Turn this car over or anything? Um, wrap around a pole or, or no? Like wow, that. that got dark. Uh, no, so we bad, no we actually. we are here and back and we're ready to talk about Wolf Strain and yeah. you're here, so you missed some stuff. Yeah, I have. I'm okay. I I mean, I'm a little confused. I didn't watch the last couple episodes, and I just kind of dove right into the one I was assigned to. Oh, that's not a good idea. Uh, I don't know that it would help. Oh. <laughs> 
I like this anime. I like this anime. I like this anime. I have to tell myself that sometimes, you know. When yeah, that's like, what I was saying during the Gurren Lagann reviews. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> no, we're now you know my pain. Yes, but we are going to have fun. I think this week, and we're gonna right. we're gonna forego nerd news because we've got a double dose for you, baby. Because Andy doesn't want to tell you about how he lost in that Overwatch tournament. Uh, it was fine. It was fine. Bing, you have bing. got to get a counter for Farah, dude. It, yes, but seriously, but but you know. Being the first eliminated meant that I could leave really any time that I really wanted to. And you stayed! Because my students were playing. Uh, no, it was it was a good time. Um, yeah. We did an Overwatch tournament, and it was fun. But no, no, no nerd news. No, no. none. Not a lot. I got nothing. Uh, Josh, it's your week. Sure. Are you ready this week? Seriously. Um, okay, well, I mean, I, 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 I saw it. I wrote it. I mean, we're just going to do this. We've got a 22-minute podcast episode somewhere out there where we'll never see the light of day. <laughs> Maybe if you pay us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash tuning Japanese. Really... It's been a while since I've said that. We still need to uh, do that one episode of that one anime, don't we? Yes, we do. Yes! Mushishi. Bless you. Yes. Okay. Gesundheit. <laughs> but Bill, or but that. See, you've, you've missed me so long that I... you forgot my name and That's you just true. think I'm Bill number two. They called you Butt Bill. Mm-hmm. I'm Bill, you're Butt Bill. Mm-hmm. No, I'm your butt boy. Anywho, that made me uncomfortable. We're going to move on to episode 12. Don't Make Me Blue, Josh! Yeah. Tell us about Don't Make Me Blue, please, if you will. Abadie abadie. No, we've oh. made that joke many times. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, we open with share and alarms and images of soldiers in black armor, similar to the judges from Final Fantasy twelve. Pretty and much, actually. Sh- then share escapes, and I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, um... Mm- yeah, we get like, I don't know. It's just bizarre. Yeah. Then we cut to Lord Darcia Morgendorfer's pleasure ship, and uh, we see a massive explosion, and Darcia comments that those maniacs blew it up and damned them to hell. Is this uh, more What's that, happening? It, Seriously, what what exactly is going on uh, here? Hey, um, this uh, that's Jagara. Lady Jagara. We find out, I think for the first time she's a lady. Like, they just keep saying Jagara, unless there's... Is they, there do a, they, do, do they say Lady Jagara? They did say Lady Jagara. Who is Lady Jagara? Have we seen Lady Jagara? Uh, not yet. I don't think so. Oh. No, okay. but... Uh, not I unless think, it's like... Is she just it's gonna, really fair. Is she going to, like, force appear, like, in uh, like in uh, Thundercats and give, uh, you know, unwelcome advice and then disappear again? Lady Jagara. Jagara! Lady Jagara, mm-hmm. from what I know, ha- is the one responsible for Orkham's death. We know that much, okay. right? Yes. So, and okay. we know that she okay. has made her move. Yes, she is. She is using her soldiers to hunt down certain people. And again, at this point, you know, one of those things where I should know all this plot since I've watched this before and I chose okay. the anime. But again, I'm going in kind of blind because I don't remember a lot of the things that happened. But you, you, you're going in blind. Yes, you're going in. Blind. Yes. Okay. But hey. but anyway, we, we we cut to an old couple. Oh yeah, just as confused as I am. Yeah, they uh, confuse spaceship futuristic fights between wolves and vampires for fireworks. Yep. Oh, it's the of July. <laughs> it was really awkward. They're explosive wolf corpses. Yeah, then, oh, holy shit, are the wolves dead? Um, yeah. So you missed that last episode. Oh wait, okay, okay. Kiba gets up. What? What's happening? So you missed actually one of the coolest fight scenes from last okay. episode. It was really like, a fight. Well, kind of. Okay. It was the coolest thing from that episode. It was a really bad episode with. One really cool scene tacked on at the end. It was, okay. an, it was an animal cruelty scene. It really what? was. In the arms what? of the angels. Okay, just, uh, just, okay, stop, stop ASPCing <laughs> Amy. And Is that like just, ASMR? Yeah. RSVP? Just get to the point. You're going to break the mystique. What happens last episode, if you recall, it's been a little bit since we, a couple weeks since we put one of these out. You had the wolves, they were going with Cheza, they were okay. attacked by Lord Darsha. Okay. Darsha brought his ship in, used crazy sky geometry to blow up the wolves. We thought essentially the wolves were going to die, but they... That just seems like cheating. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. Like like he just used big lasers to yeah. shoot yeah. the wolves? Yeah. Yeah, you know the ship, ship lasers they used? Yeah, the ones that all go yeah. ziggy, ziggy, that ziggy. One. So he omega beamed the wolves. Right. He omega beamed near the wolves. Near the wolves. Yeah, okay. he didn't. Okay. He, he seemed to not want to kill them. He just wanted to get his you know plant back to save his um, green haired dead wife. I don't know. It's con- this is kind of confusing. Oh, we're gonna get to that. Yeah, we'll get there. Don't all worry. All right. All right. Okay. I think I got it. So guess what? What theme song? I love the theme song. Can we talk for another ten minutes about how much no. I love? Okay. 
So, we cut to Darcia as he's carrying an unconscious Cheza through his house. Hey, Dave, uh, did you notice that the floor has some crazy geometry, too? There's, like, something with this dude in, like, like sacred geometry or something. He's a noble! That's I all. Think... No, you mean, really. Pretty cool. But Yeah. So, he's walking with Cheza, and then he reaches his special door with his uh, gothic Lolita assistant crucified to it. Yeah, um... Yeah, nothing out of the ordinary. Oh, well, jeez! <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, you would think it would be out of place, but you did see him, like, show, share his wall of porn that one time. So yeah. it's like, eh, yeah. crucified servant? I don't know if that's necessarily out of place. He seems to think it's out of place, though. Right. So the goth in training does inform him that Lady Jagra was everywhere. Hey, what do you call a goth Even... in training? A get. Goth in training? I like it. But she does inform him that Lady Jagra was everywhere, even Darsha's private naked lady refuge. And wouldn't you know it, Amina is now dead. Yeah. Like, like for realsy dead. Dedema. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. Dedema sounds really terrible. (laughs) That's my middle name. (laughs) Um, But how, mm, I'm so confused by this, because Amina was barely alive anyway. She was in a coma. And then she just She has paradise sickness. She just unplugged her. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but you know what? She is now officially D-E-D dead. And Chesa gets bitch slapped for singing to her. She's just all like, ah, I will sing you through the rainbow bridge. No, fuck you. That was really stupid because we've seen her heal people with her, like, yes. singing weird yes. open mouth radio voice. <laughs> yes. She might have. Plug her back in and let Chesa do her thing. You might have saved her. Yeah, I mean, you gotta think about where he's at. Darsha's in a bad place. He freaks out. Like, Oh, yeah. His yeah. only motivation is He starts is talking to Hominus ghost Wait, and what? dances with her corpse. He either has a ghost moment or a memory moment. I right. took it as a memory it's moment. It's gotta be a memory moment. Right. I don't remember a ghost but moment. But he starts dancing with her dead body. He remarks about his wolf, his wolf's eye. So, by the way, because you guys have dropped the ball here, Amina is voiced by Peggy O'Neill, the uh, gothic Lolita assistant. I think her name is Niege. Peggy Hill? Is voiced by Leah Sargent. <gasps> Leah Sargent? Yeah! G- wait, the git is Sar- Leah Sargent? Yeah! That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like Leah Sargent. Yeah. She's a sweetie. sweetie. Uh, Darsha rages. Well, yeah, he freaks out, bashes his head against some stuff, and I think he just did a full heel turn. Or is this more like the inciting incident that's going to make him go full heel? I think this is a face turn. No, his his eyes did the dialogue. As he thing. turned his face around as, against the pillar. Yes, he doesn't fit right. Yeah, yeah, face turn. No, I think he was just being fucking melodramatic, uber goth. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was. Next yeah, scene, we'll yeah. see him smoking cloves and crying to, like, I don't know, Seraphim Shock or something. Hey, 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 hey. No, not Seraphim that's Shock. That's more, that's more crew shadows. That's the mobile version of, like, cutting himself. Oh, okay. Slapping it, He's got to be in the corner, uh-huh. too. He's got to be in a darkened corner. He was in the corner. <laughs> yes, he, well, he was literally in the corner. No one puts the baby corner in was the in corner. him. Oh, hey, pretty girl! Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. this is where the subtitles ruin who this is. Okay, well, if I didn't the watch subtitles the subtitles. Because, so, like, the first time she talks, it's like, it puts the character name in in there. Oh, lovely. But she's cornered by some, well, let's say disreputable gentlemen who I think they want to either bad touch her or pimp her for bad touch. Well, and that's the implication at first. Although later we find out it's not that. I don't, I don't know that's true. But in any case... Well, she was sold, yeah. he said. Or they, they said. She wanted work. And they turned her out. Yeah, I mean, they they tried to... I think they were still... Like, they were trying to pimp her. It's not a good idea, though, because guess what, guys? She's a biter! Yeah. Right in the hand. Do we see that scene just as the human? Or do we see that actually one we of those cool things a, where it's like a flash again? We see a couple flashes of the uh, dog form. Okay. Right. But you actually see the human form biting the dude in the arm. Yeah. yeah. So, so at this point, it's not a mystery who this is. No, I don't it, think it still so. is, because we don't have the reveal until we get to the wolves, who have recovered. Yeah, they kinda, seem to be just fine. And they're mopier than an emo kid without any eyeliner and neckties. Uh, okay. So, Darsha. Darsha. Yeah. And I love I love the quote that we get from Hige. Uh, as they're getting up, he's trying to motivate him when he goes, Are we going to live here in a stupor for the rest of our lives? It's one of my favorite lines from, yeah, from him. He guys really trying to... <coughs> Motivate the guys, and they're all just like, "No, relax." These next couple, up. these next couple episodes actually make me start to really dislike Kiba. Yeah, I can understand. Oh, yeah. That. 
Yeah. This totally is where it starts. This is yeah, definitely definitely understand. But hey, the pretty girl shows up and guess what? She's actually blue. Yeah, we get that. I love how this anime does those reveals of yeah. like the flashes back and forth between uh-huh. right, human. Right. Like it does it super well. Yeah, the cuts are great. Yeah, and, but hey, blue's here, guys. Yeah, our we, favorite character. Yeah, uh, Bill, how do you feel about blue officially being all like human slash wolf? Even though like we earlier we kind of only found out that she was maybe just part wolf. I'm very happy to have her be a main part of the cast because I really cannot stand the male wolves at any. For any stretch of yeah, stretch, in various reasons, time. various yeah. reasons why I dislike all the male wolves. So at least I have somebody to root for in the main cast. There you go. That is true. And okay, let's cut, let's talk about her character design though. Her her human design. We kind of talked about how the other guys look. So Blue's design is is one. She's mocha. She's she's a little bit darker skinned. A little she bit is more, darker skinned, um, mm-hmm. which I, I like that. And then her outfit's kind of a short short trench it's with just, a, it, with like thigh high boots. It's just like a little uh, a little punky. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Like a little more utilitarian, but mm-hmm. And she's got that dark hair too that yeah. kinda like ties her to her. And I wonder if her. I wonder if maybe the, the skin tone is representative of her not being fully wolf, maybe. That's why they that's, did that. That's interesting. That is a really Make her look yeah. a little bit different. Othered in some way. Uh-huh. Like yeah. okay. I, I do a also mulatto. I do also notice that um her haircut is literally Hige's haircut mirrored. Really? Because there's, I there's did a, not notice there's that. a moment Next couple episodes, I can't remember exactly where, that Hige is looking at us dead on, and you see Blue's back, and their hair silhouette is exactly the same. Nice. Oh, wow. Nice. No, I, I had not noticed we'll that. To, we'll have to look at that. And, uh, oh yeah, so those Disruptive guys show up, and they get their asses kicked by the wolves. Yeah. This is where you find out that she's not a prostitute, but they want to sell her organs? Okay. And... Multiple points here. They didn't say they necessarily wanted to sell her organs. They said they would sell their organs because people will buy organs. Mm-hmm. So even if they wanted to prostitute her out and she went to her friends, they're like, eh, we can kill you guys because we, we, we can sell body parts off of yeah. you. We can, throw, we can throw you in a, in a bathtub in a sleazy motel with ice uh, exactly. around you. Plan B. Kidneys. These guys are terrible. Even if that's what they want to do, they are yeah. still trying to sell her organs. That's fair. Right. No, absolutely. Rent them. Man, yeah. be... Won't they be surprised when they actually zip zip one open and realize, huh, this heart doesn't look like a normal human heart, or this pancreas doesn't look like like a human pancreas, and what the hell's in this stomach? I feel like the glamour would go away after you murder someone and try to like harvest their organs, though. I, I think so at some point. <laughs> yes. So the gang celebrates their win. Yay, we kicked some ass. Yay, I feel better kicking somebody's, somebody's ass. And yada, yada, yada. And then Sume's not thrilled to see Blue because he recognizes her. He's like... Uh, you're a bitch. Yeah, Sumi's a dick. Yeah. And uh, they bring up, uh, Blue brings up Cheza at the wrong moment. By oh the way. my god, does she not? I mean, she's all like, well, yeah, Papa, or, or no, no, not Pops. Papa. Pops. Pops. Pops will kill wolves. Hey, where's that girl you were with? And Kiba's like, like oh, sad. Let's not talk about that. He guys just like, uh, let's go. So there's just more bitching and moaning and uh, Blue leaves. By the way, Blue is voiced by Jessica Strauss. Don't we cut to Lebowski and Quint next? We get a little bit of an exposition dump first. He explains to Sume that the reason why they're seeing Blue the way, she, way they are now is because Chesa made her made Blue realize that she's half wolf. And yes. so it brought out her wolfiness. Brought out her wolfiness. Which is weird because her wolfiness is pretending to be like a human. Right. Pretending to be human. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, she's a... Different breed. That's not really... That was an unintentional pun. Um, but anyhow. But yes, then we get to Lebowski, who arrives at the last town everyone was was in looking for Cher. He finds Quint drunk and kind of passed out at a bar. Is there any other way to find Quint? No. Okay. Yeah, I think they just say, like, the lady was here with that old man drinking like a fish. Or right, something. right. <laughs> they, 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 the guys were commenting about them packing away the drinks. And, and... I, I love that, number one... Hub is like, okay. sounds like my wife. And number two is like, shit, it's you again. Right. Like, yeah. why do I keep running into you? They kind of fill in the gaps uh, about what's been going on, you know. And, Quint lost Blue. Yep. And this Lebowski where, lost his wife. And this is where Quint makes it clear that he understands that Blue is a wolf. Right. Which I find interesting. Yeah, where he finally figures out, like... He puts the pieces together. Yeah. Right. Which is maybe another reason why he's now hit the bottle even harder. Given his his past and his history with wolves, right? 
There's a really great line from Lebowski after he leaves the bar that I, I just want to bring up. I just sure, sure, yeah, because he, he does leave in a huff. Yeah, he says, uh, I've never been good with drunks. And it's just, it's an interesting line because... Because of a little later in the episode. Yes, too. and also because of the fact that, like, he's making this kind of, like, sly comment about He's his making marriage. a backhanded comment about yeah. his wife. Yes. So I, I thought that was, right. I thought that was slick. So, Blue and Hige talk, uh, talk, and Blue opens up to him about her desires to be useful to Quint. Especially after what happened to uh, Quint's son and wife. Yeah, we get a lot more backstory but Yeah, here. yeah. We, I mean, we do and we don't. We do, it's more told visually than it is uh, through... Narratively. Through yeah. narrative, which is good. You don't... We don't always need to be have it spelled out to to us verbally. Except, we can see it. Can I... I, I do want to know how wolves start a fire. If they were doing what the other wolves have been doing, looking like human... I guess. You know, they might have gotten inv- invited into the house, they wrecked shit, and then they knocked over... I guess that makes... Or they just knocked over something. I right. guess that makes sense, because, I mean, we have established that it's been, like, hundreds of years, right, since, right. A, like, wolves have been just, like, wandering years. around, yep. right? So, yeah, this would have been a, these would have been wolves in hiding. So, Hige responds to the very sad story with bad jokes and even worse flirting. Yeah, the flirting is kind of gross. It's, uh, yeah, it's really gross. It's right. not not good flirting. No, no, because, I mean, he, he brings out probably one of the best lines ever. Whenever I get in the mood, I have to take a leak. And she's like, that's fucking nasty. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like get away like from right me. right now. But yet she's somehow charmed by him. I don't think so. Maybe a little bit. I, maybe that's high. I think maybe she's being, uh... Oh, don't tell me she's going to throw, throw it his way for pity's sake. No, she's just being generous and like... You're nice. Yeah. You're kind of a gross freak, but you're nice. Yeah, I think that's more what it is, too. Blue does make an offer to Hige, though, to run off with her. Yeah, she does. Yeah. So that's where I think your guys' theory starts to kind of fall apart, because she's like, hey, why don't you come come away with me? Well, she's looking for some sort of companionship. I mean, she's lost everything. And Hige's got interests. And I suppose that's maybe less weird and gross when it's two wolves communicating it. Right. Yeah, no, you're right. I would I would agree to that. So then Toboy shows up, then there are gunshots heard, and they all get foe. And Toboy gets shot and dies. No. End of Toboy. <laughs> Not yet. <sighs> Not yet. So uh, those assholes that, uh, uh, you know, Kiba and, and the others beat up, well, they got Kiba and Sume uh, a bit cornered and inform everyone that Jagra is paying for live wolves. Yes, more information, little hints at well, who this Lady Jagara is and her intentions. She's looking for wolves. Jagara, that bitch. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay, she's doing this whole power behind the, the scenes thing and is is fucking everyone's lives up. And, and really, I, I really think that she's going to be the, uh, the, the reason why the curse of the House of Darcia is a self-fulfilling prophecy. I like the fact that we don't really know everything about her yet. I mean, I'd like to know just a tiny bit more, at least the at least the background and connection. Mm-hmm. But like, I I like the fact that we haven't seen her yet. Like, She's I gonna like be that, that Final Fantasy end boss that just shows up like in the last episode. Yeah, kind of like uh, in nine, the God of Chaos. Well, that's kind of what happened in Gurren Lagann too. Yeah, you know, where it's just like I am the embodiment of the whatever you call those. The anti-spirals? Thank yeah. you, the anti-spirals. But the anti-spirals were, were constantly taunting throughout the series. So. True, but I mean, we also know about Jagara all throughout okay, this too. Enough, we had, we just didn't see either. Sume and Kiba flee the guys. Yes. And they stumble upon the old couple at the top of the episode. Yes. And the old man sees right through the glamours. Yeah, he does. And this is one of those things where I'm curious... Why is it that he sees through the glamour? Why is it that only certain people kind of see through the glamour? I think the implication is that he has dementia. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, that's that's my takeaway from the, it. The wife says that later, and that's kind of why they're out there traveling, because they just huh. wanted to be out in the world. And, and it is kind of a cover-up the way she says it later. But I think it's one of those things where she's using the truth to cover something up. She does make that weird comment about, like, this is our home and our coffin uh-huh. now, which is kind of creepy. Yep. I guess that all that together kind of makes some, some sense. Yep. That, that's how I took it, at They're least. an old retired huh. couple. They're going to RV across the wasteland. That's that's normal. Hmm. But, yeah. That's I, really cool, though. And we know that we know people like that are drunk or crazy or... This sort of altered state of mind. In, in a, so, one way or another, altered. And it's not... This is not an uncommon trope you see in not even just anime and, and, and other shows... 
where you see somebody with Alzheimer's and they have like a true seeing. They see things more truly. Mm-hmm. It, this is not an uncommon thing that you would see. I mean, it happens in anime. This is a prime. This is an obvious example. But I mean, there have been plenty of films that have come out where an older man with with Alzheimer's sees the truth and acts you know acts crazy, but he's actually seeing the truth of things. So he's going to shoot them, but then Blue does the cutest thing I've ever seen. She uses her good looks in a non-sexual way in her wolf form to look cute and non-threatening. See, I, I don't I don't read it that way. I, I feel like she understands this guy. And, I mean, you're right, but at the same time... But she time, uses like, her good looks in, in a non-threatening... Well, I mean... I'm cute. In a role-playing game, she would definitely be rolling her appearance score. Let's put it that way. Yes. For what she does. Charisma check. Depending on the game. Right. Whether it's a charisma check, whether it's appearance. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what she's basically doing is, I'm a cute puppy. Left See, me. I kind of saw it as like, I mean, she is she is doing that, but at the same time, like, she singles him out, I think, because of a, I don't know, like, like she has, I think, this, like, immediate connection with him in some way. Kind of like with, with Pops, you know, like, she sees him maybe in a similar sort of light. She's, she's dealt with humans before. She sees that's, this guy struggling. That's that's where I think you're you're hitting on right there is... She knows how to he- how to handle humans. Yeah. All right. Unlike Tobway, who was around humans too, but is completely you know pissing himself. Well, at he was point. around human. Yeah, yeah one human. Enough. Yeah. But you're right. She's she's using a combination of her of her doggy wiles and her um and her knowledge of humans to I help mean, slow down the guy. Yeah, that all basically rolls into she uses her dog powers. Exactly. She's a dog, not a wolf, so she can use. Mm-hmm. Um, here's that movie Bolt. Yes, love Walt. There's a point in that where the cat goes, <laughs> watch this, and like walks up to these people in RVs and starts teaching. She, she basically does the whole thing where she sits pretty and she big eyes and mew mew, and they start feeding her. Essentially, and, yeah, yeah. She's teaching him how, yeah, teaches them how to beg for food. Yes, and she's using her uh, learned how to be cute domestic animal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what that's what they're doing there, and it works because it slows down the guy. And Kiba's finally able to say, hey, we're not going to hurt you. These guys are going to try to kill us. we got to do something. And I think one of the most brilliant moves is the guys arrived to see the old man shooting at the wolves, acting like he had, he had shot and killed them. Right. And, I mean, they're just like, well, shit, we're not going to get money if they're dead. Let's leave. That was the thing that rung weird to me. Because if nobody's seen wolves in 200 years... Their corpses would at least be worth something. Yeah, you would think so. Like, hey, look, wolf corpses. Yeah. You know, if I drag, if I see a, a Bigfoot I'm chasing and somebody cute shoots it dead, I'm still going to want to take the corpse in to, like, show somebody. Yeah, exactly. Right, and right, be like, well, it, I guess that corpse will just have to lay here and deteriorate. Well, mm-hmm. think about this, though. These guys are probably just thinking of the money and live wolves and they're not thinking of any other avenue around it. They're, well, they're, they're not exactly the brightest bunch. Then, then they're very stupid. These guys look like low-level, you know, street thugs to begin with. They don't run an organization. Maybe the one dude in the white is maybe the the boss, but he's still, like, in any type of criminal hierarchy, he's low-level. And I guess they were chasing them as humans, too. But we cut to one of the best scenes in the episode. You mean when Hub becomes Vash the Stampede? Oh, my God, I love this bit. Cause, it's so yeah, good. Because we cut back, because Lebowski eventually goes back to talk to, uh, to hang out with Quint, and he gets drunk, and they begin commiserating about marriage, and about how much it, it's it's annoying, and it sucks, and, you know, the, you, you put a ring on her, and everything changes. And, and, Le- and Lebowski's line of, and it's only after the divorce that she loosens up. And it's just <laughs> like, huh. And then Quint follows up with, no sane man should ever have a family. And then Lebowski gets all maudlin, starts crying about Cher, about how much he wants her back, and yada, 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 and kind of breaks the fun. And then we see Cher, right? She's abandoned in the frickin' desert. Yep. And that's it. We just, just a quick cut to her. Yep. Not even a sneeze moment in, in some animes where when someone's talking about a girl or talking about someone else far away and you see them sneeze because they realize they're being talked about. Yeah, that's right. We, we like... don't even get that trope. Damn it. Well, you know, that's more comical. But... That she's just lost and alone in a desert. Right. But we do we do go back to the old couple, and like we were talking about, we do realize that uh, the old lady uh, decided that she wanted to pack her husband up and RV across the wasteland before they die, to see as much of the world before they before they kick kick the bucket, as it were. And they conveniently mention Darsha's castle. Yes, they do. Yeah. Right. Go over to Darsha's keep. 
It's yeah. really pretty. Even though it's a graveyard. Yeah, and not now, hot at all. One of my favorite moments, though, in 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 this scene is is just you see the old man, and Blue is sitting next to to him in wolf form, and he's petting her. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. while everyone else is in their human form, getting the information and everything else, and eating, Blue remains at the side of the old man. I just really. I like that image. It's, it's, Me too. It's a very simple, it's a quick image, you know, only about maybe 10, 20 seconds, but it's a nice little image. Yeah. Um, I, I think it gives us more characterization of her than we get for the other four. I agree. Right, right. Completely agree. So then, yes, uh, Kiva decides, all right, we heard Darcia. Let's go to Darcia Morgendorfer's castle. Essentially, and that's it, right? And that's it. That's episode 12. We, we end on our title card, Don't Make Me Blue. All right, so before we go to the break card, let's talk a little bit about episode Break card. That's not time for that. We're going to talk about episode 12 overall and start with your thoughts, Josh, on Don't Make Me Blue. Despite my my initial confusions from uh, starting this episode a little cold, um, I do enjoy it. Um, It's a good good look at our new wolfified uh, blue, for the most part. Um, We get a little bit... More idea that this Jagra bitch is uh, doing some shitty shit. Um, we see Darcia kind of lose his shit. We see a lot of shit getting lost. Very much so. And then we, we get to see Lebowski drunk, which is hilarious because he's been like little little Boy Scout this entire uh, series. So seeing this moment is, is pretty fun. But I, I like the spotlight on Blue. I think that's where, where the episode shines. In these little moments with her. She wants to, like, like, especially right now, she seems conflicted. Like, she wants to be able to still go back to, to Quint, but she understands that if she does, she's got to go back to hunting and killing wolves, which now that she understands who she is, she doesn't want to do that. Mm. But she loves Quint. I suspect there's probably a level of fear that Quint will kill her, too, knowing she's a wolf. True. Yes. True. Like, things don't go back to being normal and she's just his dog again. Right. Mm. Right. But all in all, I think it's a, I think it's a, an all right episode. I like it. The animation is pretty solid. There's some really good, solid moments in the episode. Maybe still a little disparate, but not as bad as some of the earlier um, season uh, episodes in the season. But and I think this episode would have been a, another example of you guys were discussing about the uh, twelve episode format. This series might have might have done better with the twelve episode as opposed to a twenty four episode or twenty six episode. But all in all, I like this episode, Andrew. Yeah, no, it's it's a good one. It's I think the weaker of the of these two that we're going to talk about today, personally. But I think that to add to your discussion of blue, and I'm sure Bill will agree, um, blue seems to be the most interesting of the wolves, without a doubt. Like the most character, like I, I'm I'm the most invested in her story at this point. The other wolves. They're, while still cool characters in, in, in certain ways... They're all some various <clears throat> version of asshole. Yes, and Poor their... Loser. Yeah, and their stories were all pretty well tidied up by the time they got together. Like, there's not yep. really a whole lot still... I'm the alpha. Well, I'm the better alpha. Yeah, there was that. Like, but aside from that, like... I don't have any... I'm not bringing any NPCs to the table. Right. Yes. Absolutely. You've got... You've got the... Yeah, the alpha... Con- like... Like conflict you had kiba and sume you've got he gays just the horny one yeah he's the hedonist kind of an asshole i mean even the he was kind of came across as a creeper with uh with blue Blue. yeah and then toboy is your kid character but like yeah like there's not a lot of depth to those characters so i they are fairly one-dimensional they are which is why i think blue is a like you said a good addition so Uh um interesting episode yep absolutely I mean, I don't have a lot more to add there. You you spoke for me. It, okay. The the fact that Blue is in here makes it marginally better. Makes it easier to understand. Makes makes me root for somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we need. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, let's go on a road trip to the break card. Straight! Hey, Yata, do you like anime? I do like anime. What about you? I love it! 
Well, if you love it so much, why don't you marry it, you piece of shit? We kind of did marry it. We did. By making a podcast? It ain't a healthy marriage. It controls our lives. And that podcast is the Reanimator Pod. That's R-E-A-N-I-M-A-T-O-R Pod. And you can hear new episodes every Monday. And here's a little taste. It's Alice in Wonderland meets Inception with an acid-infused EDM rave twist. I like it. Is what I wish I could say. Okay. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I the shot my low too early there. <laughs> Hotro then asked Yuma, are you turned on? Not in that deep a register. But that's what she asked her. Are you turned on? Turned on yet? <laughs> well, guys, are you turned on yet? If not, I'll keep going. All right. Today, we are going to start. <laughs> well, I, I We're going to start snoozing. I tried to make a dramatic pause. Back from the break card, and man, road trips are great. I know. I got pretzels. Y- you know, like. But I had to go to the bathroom like three times. Well, you only let me go twice. It's just, oh, that's so true. Well, lucky I'm not driving. Uh, no, we are ready for a road trip, a bro trip. Bro trip. It's gonna be so great. Yeah. And I am so excited. This episode is great. I love this episode. Yeah. And I'm ready to talk about it because we're ready to talk about episode 13 of Wolf Strain, which is titled... Plane, planes, Trains, and Automobiles. No. Men's Lament. National Lampoon's Vacation? No. I mean, kind Holiday of. National Lament. Ma- I mean, kind National of. National Lampoon's Men's Lament? Yes! <laughs> I like it. That sounds um, like the worst movie. <laughs> which means that we're going to get lots of human characters. Not the male wolves. I mean, some, but not a lot. Yeah. It's mostly... The events are about to unfold. Andrew, paint me a picture. Okay. We start with Cher. She's in the desert still. <laughs> She's just standing around like, what the fuck do I do? As yeah. ships fly how, overhead. How did she exactly get out of uh, Dar- uh, Darcia's uh I honestly ship could not tell you. Without dying? I honestly could not tell oh, you. Oh, look. We're at a low enough altitude and here's a sa- nice fluffy sand dude. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. She rolled with it. <laughs> There's nobles flying above, and apparently she knows about this Jagara. Those are her troops. That bitch. Allegedly. And we get the theme song. Can I talk to you about the power of a theme song? No. Oh, damn. So, we start our bro trip. Hub tries to get his car repaired. (laughs) Yeah. But like Josh, he's terrible at haggling. I don't... Yes, he is. The car was shot up. Was he trying to get it repaired or was did he buy a new one? Well, he eventually buys a new one. Yeah. I think he was trying to get it repaired. Okay. He was trying to get it repaired. I missed first. that part. Okay. Do we want to talk about Josh's haggling skills? Have we ever talked about that on the mic? Probably. Uh, I knew this day was I imagine. Come. I don't think we have. Oh my God. I feel like Bill should tell this story real quick because I wasn't there for the story. Uh, the story of the B-Wing. Actually, no, I think we have told the B-Wing story. Have we told the B-Wing story? I don't know. I really don't. Let's tell it again. In Long brief, story short. Yes, in brief in brief format, because I just love this story. Josh found himself a vintage Kenner B-Wing at a local comic shop. It's my favorite. It's my, okay, my preface is the B-Wing was always my favorite Star Wars uh, fighter ship. And it was unmarked, untagged. So Josh <laughs> asks story. the guy, how much is this B-Wing? And the guy says, make me an offer. And Josh says, ah, oh, geez. The most I could, the absolute most I could do is what I have on me, which is fifty bucks. And the guy goes, "Okay, it's fifty bucks." And I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed, and the guy laughed at me laughing. And I still bought it. And he still bought it for. 50 and bucks. I don't regret it. Kind of. <sighs> it's good times. I'm sorry, Josh. You just, had, you just had to bring it up. Because yeah. I'm not subtle. I'll just laugh at you when you're stupid in public. And, and speaking of that... <laughs> you laugh at everyone that's stupid in public. I didn't mean you, you, you. I meant the royal you. Okay. And this is a good example of Quint, who makes fun of him mercilessly for it. Yep. This really, this opening bit is uh, is definitely me and Bill. Yep. Yeah. And then a young shyster kid comes out of oh, nowhere God. and sells him a lemon of a car. Yep. And they're pretty awesome. With no gas. With no, no gas. gas. Oh, yes. God. That's so right. He goes, I can throw in the enough gas to get you to the next town. And I was like, how much will that be? Because, like, you catch on quick. So good. So good. But don't worry. We're going to come back to Hub and Quint's most excellent adventure in just a little bit. But before, we've got to go to the Wolves for at least a little while. All right. Uh, they plan to try to figure out where the heck they're going to head next. 
before we get caught anywhere further, yes, I gotta say, Cliff Jumper really let himself go. Oh, I was, yeah, that car was really, I don't even know oh, how to describe it. At least he's still getting work. Oh. Yeah, no, I mean, that's true. Some, oh, man, bear. Some animated characters just, you know, like, it's, it's, it's a shame what happens to the animated characters after a while. I mean, hey, that hey, documentary hey, he, about Barney. He got work. The Flintstones. I mean, you know, it, it's not much, but I mean, it was a job. And somebody's got to do it. Yeah. You think he got threw up in? Oh, man. You know what? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, okay. it's still better than what happened to R.C., the raw if he's lucky. Yeah, no, that's fair. Let's talk about those wolves. Uh, yes, before we get we get sad. They name drop paradise, and Blue is just really confused by it. So at least we're not alone. She's like what now? <laughs> Who? What? Where? What is this paradise? Why are you guys going on about it? And Kiba's probably like, "Well, we're going to paradise. What's paradise? We're going to paradise. No, just tell me what it is, so I know." I think that's the exchange <laughs> that happens. Blue's like, "Did I join a cult?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, we all know the fates of most cults. Did I join a cult? It's a great title. Uh, <laughs> Blue says, did I join a cult? <laughs> oh, God. See, anytime I ever hear, did I join a cult, and I know it's not exactly the most appropriate, but cult of personality kicks in my head. No, did I join a cult? Da, na, 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 na. <laughs> Blue says that she can't go with them, and Kiba agrees, saying that uh, she should return to her life with the humans. Very cold. Yeah. No, it's because she's a chick, and that's all. That's the only reason. It's, a, it's supposed to be a boys' club, club, a sausage fest. The only chick that was allowed was Cheza. Are we having sausage later? Uh, yes. That sounds amazing. Sorry, you made me think of food. So, um, <laughs> no mean, girls. It's allowed. all in the gravy, but yes, it's. I'm yeah. I'm ready for sausage and gravy. I'm always ready for sausage and gravy. Yum yum. Eat them up. Anywho, uh, so she says that uh, she can't return to humans anymore. Right. She's left that life behind. We've already been over this, Kiba. We've established this. We get a comical moment of of Hige pointing toward Paradise, but then Kiba pointing in a different direction, saying, we're going this way. And Ki- and Hige's like, wait, what? We're, I thought Paradise we were going to Paradise. Is, yeah, Paradise is this way. And he goes, no, Darcy's Keep is this way. Because like, oh, that's where Chesna probably is. I've never seen somebody with such a boner for a plant than that one hippie that we met the one time. The one that looked like you? Yeah. Okay. So Sume, Sume, Sume points out, Sume, yes, that Cheza left them. Ouch! But Kiba oh. holds to his idealism. Uh, Sume and Kiba have a little conversation. Sume says, "We all might get killed this time." To which Kiba responds, "If we're meant to die, then so be it." You're right. This is a fucking cult. Yep. Drink the Kool Aid. He, he's kind of he's kind of going Ivan Drago. Which I if he dies, Cre- he dies. I want right. to see, see Creed 2 as well. That looks Creed like a really two. good movie. Me too. All five wolves take off toward the castle. I've never seen a Rocky movie. You need to watch wow, Rocky 4. Wow, you really do. Rocky 4. <laughs> you need to watch Rocky 4. Yeah, you don't need the rest of it. Like, they give, like there's a little... There's a little <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. you need to watch Rocky 1 because it's the best movie. You know, you know what? The best. But <laughs> Rocky 4 is watch, a classic. If, if the first thing you say is, you need to watch Rocky 4... That tells me it took him four times to get one right. No, no. Rocky one is is, is a masterpiece. It's a it very is good movie. Fantastic. But Rocky four is the most fun. Okay. Of the movie. It was actually the first Rocky movie I ever saw. Was Rocky me too. Four. Me too. That's because that, I think they played that all the time. Yeah, when we were in, in elementary school. Yes. My brother's like, "You're gonna watch this." I'm like, "Okay," and I watch it. I'm like, "Oh my god, he beats up Soviets." So good. There it's was one so with a robot. And I thought it was dumb and turned it off. That's four. that's that's four. Ignore the robot. It wasn't even a cool robot. No, don't yeah. ignore the robot because the one dude essentially like has Bangs. sex with the robot, but not actually on camera. So let's like this. let's go back to Hub and Quint, shall we? Uh, Quint is drinking while being a backseat driver. Oh god, <laughs> which I'm sure is not safe. Don't but I guess drink you... and drive, be... and drive and drink. Apparently, after the apocalypse, there's no open container laws. Yeah, well, I mean, there's nothing they're going to hit anyway. I'm in the backseat. It's fine. Hub is hungover. It's technically a limo. Yeah, Hub is... Hub is <laughs> it is technically a limo. Hub is hungover. And uh, Quint says, Here I am, tracking a pack of wolves. And here you are, chasing a fox. I love that line. I love... Good line. Uh, you know, it, it, it. I did have a joke written, and I missed it, that they were that they decided that they were going to go after their respective pieces of tail. Um, don't like it. Don't like it. Not a fan. You could have said they are looking for their bitches. Don't like that either. <laughs> Hub wants Quint. More accurate. More accurate. <laughs> Hub wants Quent to drive. Quent points out that he's drunk. And he yells at something. And then Hub takes a big swig of the alcohol. 
which is a dick move and yeah, not fun. safe. Well, I guess I'll get drunk too, and then you'll have to drive. You can handle your drunk better than I can handle my beer. <laughs> also, Hub has a sobriety pill. I bet that was just a Tums. <laughs> <laughs> I love the sci-fi bullshit. It's so good. Oh, sci-fi bullshit's fun. I just took that as a complete fuck with Hub. Or a uh, fuck with Quinn. Maybe. He's all just like, here, it's a sobriety pill. Wink. It will break down the alcohol in your system. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, I feel fine now. Yeah, Hub also then says, an attentive driver never regrets the accident he avoids. Quint is a sheriff. Oh, Was yeah. that new information? I, I feel like that's new I, information. I think it is. Actually, I think he did bring it up in the um, interrogation in the, scene? In the interrogation scene in the in the improbable table. Oh yes, the, <laughs> the fucking weird Excel saga room table. I, man, that was that feels like forever ago from now. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Hub says that he followed in the footsteps of his father. That his father was a cop, and he was going to become a cop too. A little bit of backstory, Yay! I guess. Yeah. A little, little, little color, a little flavor sure. there. Yeah. Okay. You know these two these two gentlemen opening up to one another. Yeah, he also he also um, ate his vitamins and said his prayers. That is true. Like and a he, Hulkamaniac. Yes. <laughs> they talk about share love, and then stop to throw up and pee. I mean, that like, happens. Like that, that seems pretty straightforward. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Do you believe? <laughs> so they're traveling through the snow. I, I, I'm sorry. I do have to step back really quick to the moment when, uh-huh. when they're when they are relieving themselves. And Quint's like, what did you give me? What is in this pill? <laughs> He's sitting there peeing, and there's like big old pile of steam coming out of his face. It's like, what in God's name was in this thing? It's definitely a weird moment. It is, but I, it's hilarious. I guess if your body was going to shoot all the alcohol out. Yes. There's going to be some sort of chemical reaction. There would, it would be a bit of a diuretic, no matter what, if it exists or not. Or you just gave him a diuretic. That, yeah. Go back to the humoral system of... Uh, of medicine. I mean, diuretics do do things. True, they do. That's it's fair. That's fair. Yeah, my wife's on, on diuretics. It sucks for road trips, but I mean, come on. No, it's fair. Uh, so, they're traveling through snow. Yep. Climate change again. This, happened, yeah. this sure, weird apocalyptic wasteland of yep. just like, now we're in snow. Climate change is not true. Uh, just bring up MAGA. The, just bring out the rakes. Uh, yeah, bring out the rakes. God damn it. The so, he says. Uh, they can't see well. And then a wolf rushes out, which Quint immediately recognizes as blue. At least he thinks it's blue. Yeah. I think whether he's right or not, I think it was more him just... Hallucinating? Wishful thinking. Yeah. They run over to a cliff where they hear and see other vehicles, and Hub gets really pissed off at them. He doesn't really know what's going on, but he knows that something is happening that he can't confront. It's a weird moment. Is, is that when he starts looking over the cliff and he sees the army? And, starts and he yells scr- yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was... It was really weird. That's a good idea. Just stand there on the cliff and yell it up. You bastards! Yeah, call it you bastards! Man, you fucking tanks and guys with guns and helicopters and shit! Fuck you! Yeah, bad call. Uh, Quint is a realist saying that they are all just pawns in what is happening around them. Yeah. And they ain't wrong. I mean, they really just, are. They're kind of just like floating along, like, yeah. just observing these weird shit that happens with wolves and nobles. We get a <laughs> wedding flashback. Where we see them on their their the day of their wedding, it's not just a um, wedding sharing flashback. A it's, it's, it's a marriage montage. It is. It's a marriage. Is this montage? the first time we've ever seen a marriage montage in one of these animes? I mean, we get ex- we get, we do get Excel at one point, like with uh, Il Palazzo, like she's imagining him being like, like marrying her, and I love the what the hell do you want, Excel? Do, do we ca- do we uh, do we count Calhoun in Wreck It Ralph for her uh, saddest backstory ever? Because no. that was kind of a marriage montage. Have you seen the second one yet? I haven't. Okay, I assume you were going to go watch it at some point, probably. I probably will, but I just haven't got around to it. Gotcha. I do want to see it. I, we actually need a working copy of Wreck-It Ralph. The one that we got was scratched up pretty bad. I know. So we need to get like a better copy. They share a wedding kiss. We see the night of their wedding. Whoa! We do what We do. I mean, see them in, we see them in a bed and all that. Yeah, uh, yeah. We get flashes that are happy moments of their life together. We... We get uh, it kind of ends with a scene of her telling him to wake up, which I feel like I've seen somewhere just recently in a media. I don't know what. I don't know, but wake does he wake Friday. up and it's actually Quint in front of him going, "Wake up, you asshole!" And he's like, "You had jerk, a great, jerk, jerk. you had a great dream. Oh yeah, you were smiling the whole time. Probably also like looking at his boner. Yeah, he's like, hey, you have a boner. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a little emissions there, <sighs> nocturnally? Lord, we get more background. 
where Cher, we, like, we learn about like Cher getting her research job. We get more flash. This is the flashback heavy episode. It is. Very uh, much. Flashbacks of them talking it over, like her, whether she should take this job. I got a job with the nobles. It's going to pay me better. Well, do you think I should take it? Yeah, more money. Duh. Yeah, Cher wants to move beyond the limits of her current research. And she wants to turn back time. <sighs> Every it had fucking time. It had yep. to get in there somewhere. Every fucking so, time. Somewhere. It seems Hub was, you know, here's here's what I like about this. I got you, babe. Stop it. <laughs> here's what I like about this. Okay. The fact that Hub in these in these flashbacks, you can tell which one is the more affectionate of the two. Like Hub really really loves her uh-huh. and is really affectionate and it's really cute. Like he, or he's just really clingy. I mean, there's that. But like <laughs> I, but yes, I, I, like, I, get the, I, like, I get the impression she's really hot. So yeah, but I, I really like the fact that like we don't see them and the love of their relationship right. until now, right? Mm-hmm. And it's really good. It's going to set up what's going to happen stuff later. a little later, right? He's affectionate, and actually, it's a nice little change. As in most media, it's the lady that's that's the uh, uber affectionate one. Yeah, absolutely. So, so this is a little progressive, and the, the right the hard nosed, cold workaholic is the woman, and the mm-hmm. like. Mushy, affectionate. Yeah, they're 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 swapping yeah. those yeah. expected gender roles. All right, I, I like think it. that's I think that's a, that's a really I love it. It's a good juxtaposition. I dig it. She asks what he wants, and what he wants is sex. He pulls her down onto the couch. Cheza apparently became a divide in their relationship because we learned that Cheza was created in this scene to survive any environment, and that she was working with her and trying to figure out and understand who this Cheza is. How does she work? She she's a plant woman. I believe. We learn more Cheza's. about that, too. Yeah, and actually, Lebowski had, has a lot of information about Chesa that you, I am surprised that he knew so much about her. We had the book. He does have the Book of the Moon. He had the Book of the Moon, but this seemed like this was stuff that he knew prior to getting that book well, that, I mean, about Chesa. Because he, he was when he was talking to Quinn about it, he talks about it in more specific terms as if this was first-hand knowledge that he had for a long time. I imagine, I mean... She's working all the time when they are together. She's probably just talking about work. Probably. I, I, I find it interesting, though, because you would think in something like this, in the type of work that she was doing, which, I'm sorry, seemed a bit clandestine to begin with, they probably should have had, like, some sort of security clearance or something. Yeah, but this is also, like, a weird post-apocalyptic Fair enough. And he was hanging out hierarchy. with her at the, like, thing after their divorce, yeah. too, so... Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I forgot about those facts. You're, you're just, not wrong that I would expect security clearance on this in a modern day setting, but yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody okay. cares. I, All right. So they realize the car has stopped. Yeah. Because it's broken. Hub tries to fix it. Quent sees the book of the moon while he's doing so and remembers shooting at Kiba and seeing Cheza. So he's starting to kind of piece together little bits of stuff, like yes. stuff. What that we're talking about yeah. is yeah. Get, getting getting bits and pieces. Him kind of figuring it out along the way here. Uh, we get more flashes of Sharon Hub, including a weird symbolic moment of her letting a pet bird out of a cage and letting it fly off. Yeah, she's Pre- just like pretty hey. heavy-handed. Unless she was obvious like, symbolism is obvious. Unless she was just preparing to get foe, she's like, eh, don't need this bird anymore. Can't feed this finch. Whoop. <laughs> Can't that, feed this. But finch. that was my childhood finch, honey. Why did you let it go? My dad gave it to me care. before he died. That's what caused the divorce. Yep. Uh, so they. <laughs> You got rid of my pet bird. She's like, I hate this fucking bird. Cause of divorce. So, they push the car as part of a musical montage, which is great. Yeah. I fucking love musical montages. And this is one of those things, again, we talked about very early on when we started this anime that these are the same people that are behind Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop did that a lot. Right. Where they have like these really fun... The music sort of, like, was a lot heavier in Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, so they, uh-huh. they have a very Bebop-esque sort of like musical montage moment. Right. There's no talking, but we just get little clips of scenes and some cool music here. I like it. At one point as part of that montage, <laughs> there is an image of the car literally sliding around. Mm-hmm. You guys notice that it's just like a still like like it pans out like the road, uh-huh. but you see the car just kind of like it's not even animated, it's just kind of like sliding the panel. I didn't actually. It's either. really funny, like because like everything is like it's right. so well animated. Like when you have a moment like that, it's, it's, it's so sli- noticeable. It's a, it's a slight poochy moment. Yeah, it's it's super poochy. There was a moment of that sort. I don't know if that's the same one we're talking about or not. It may have been the next episode, but there is a moment where you see the car is stationary, like the the image of the car is. And they're animating the background moving. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like the car is the background and the, the 
background is the foreground. foreground. Oh yeah. Um, and that works really well. That was a nice effect. Mm-hmm. I don't think that we're talking about the same one though. I don't think so either. I don't. No, I, I really don't think. We I are. think it's the next episode. I, I think my, I my think next episode is why they do that. I think you're right. So they arrive at the next city. Yes. And they split up to to try to find their you know, essentially their respective pieces of yeah, tail. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> they decide to meet up again at night. Yeah. Hub says he'll act like a cop and walk a beat looking for share. I just like that line. I thought it was cool. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah, a, no, a little, no, it's a nice little, little touch. And little Quint, touch. And Quint will be a hunting guy. Essentially. Yeah. Fight hard for her or you'll always regret what could have been, Quint says. Which is a really kind of touching Aww. moment. I like that. Quint. Yeah. Quint. I mean, I'm glad that was Quint and not Hub that said that. That'd be weird. Quint, Quint, <laughs> Quint is a big softie. Uh, he is. Hub goes around asking people about Cher with little success. Right. Quint ends up Helping the old couple in the RV. Yeah. Yep. Kind of nice. He pushes the RV out of some mud, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they were trying to unstick it. Yeah. They're like, it's crazy. Yeah, you don't do that with an RV. No. No. You really don't. You need need a crane for that. And I love that they're like, hey, stay for some some coffee. And he's like, nah. And he's like, we can put a little rum in it. And he's like, yes. Okay. (laughs) I will definitely stay. The old couple suggests that Quint visit that quaint castle of the Darshas. That's where those nice little boys are going. <laughs> Even though last episode they called it a graveyard, they're like, go share that quaint little graveyard up there. There was a van full of hippies and a dog that headed up there. Essentially, because <laughs> the old man mentions the wolves and Quint's like, what the fuck? Jinkies. <sighs> yeah. That's not where you're going with yeah, that one. Right. Yeah, I don't like it. I will approve of that one. Uh, this old man turns out to be Darsha. They pull his mask off at the end. And, <laughs> and who's Darsha? Who's Darsha? Is he the old man? Yeah. Well, they saying. pull off I'm... again. It's the old man. Old that. No, that's what I'm saying. Alzheimer's. No, that's what I'm saying. They pull off Darsha's mask. It's like you're the old man from the RV. And then someone else and is like, "But wait!" Away. And you and you pull it, and it's like, <laughs> and they're like, "Lord El Palazzo." <laughs> wait, and then they pull it off again, and it's that man. And then they pull off again. Meow. <laughs> yes! So fucking good. And then they pull it off again and it's an anti-spiral. Nah, I think we hit the end you of that. Took, one. Too, many too many times. <laughs> Josh, killing jokes since hey, 1997. I had to pull it back since, since 1997. I don't think you knew me in 97. I, I bet you were still, still killing, killing jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Fuck you. That was good. Huh. Hub. Gives up on his search and remembers the scene with the bird again. And we get that cool anime thing where, like, birds fly in front of him. Yeah. I love that. The doves or whatever fly in front of him. Symbolism. Isn't that a John Woo thing? Yeah. It happened in Bebop, too. And Cher wanders up. And they have a very touching reunion. I like it. Not, not a touching reunion. A touching reunion. I love it. It was no guys. It was a really cute reunion. Yeah, it was cute too. So they got naked. That didn't happen on camera. In public. They talk about Lord Orkham's death because you know nothing says romance like talking about a dead dude. It's a dead politician. <laughs> Some dead politician. It's like you Remember know that, that you know that noble that died. <laughs> Sploosh. Oh yeah, baby. Tell me about that dead noble. Uh. You know how hard that gets me. Although I'm sure if a certain politician died, I'd be pretty hard. Eh, we should probably... So share. <laughs> not say. In the... So share. Yeah, I'm sorry, me... NSA. He's kidding. <laughs> hey, we don't have a, one of those Google Home things, right? Yeah, because... No, no. I've got... Yeah, yeah because my a, computer hasn't picked up on a, us talking about... Was that one thing that I got an email about after we talked about it? I don't know, but you're... Yeah, but it was what really was, weird. Yeah. I can't remember what it was, but We it was talked really about some weird. really, really random thing. Obscure thing. That and, I've never Googled. Yep. We set it on mic, and then I got an email about it. Like, like the next day. The next day. Like trying to sell it to him. It was really fucking yeah. weird. That so, is weird. <laughs> yeah. I like turtles. Don't do that. <laughs> well, that and we, uh, because you like tuning Japanese, and it was like, uh, yeah. using methadone to, or using marijuana to kick heroin. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> I was like, what did we possibly say? <laughs> yep. Wow. That's special. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. Anywho. Hi. Uh, he made some sh- drug jokes about his brother or something. I think I think it was. Yeah, I got heard it. It was, it was like, one. whoa. <sighs> yeah, Thanksgiving was fun. Uh, so, sh- How stoned was he? Not as bad as he could have been. Cher says... He didn't even tell me that when we played the other night. So. Cher says that she's going to Darsh's Keep to find Cheza. Everyone's going to that keep. 
Yeah, duh. We're going to get some hot, momentum finally. It's yeah. the hot spot where the rave is going to be. Yeah, because we only have one episode left until we have four episodes of filler. She also says that she met Darsha. Yep. Darsha, Darsha, Darsha. You make that joke every time, too. Yep. Hub says, that was the appropriate place to make it. That is true. Hub says, because that's kind of how I'm sure Hub feels. Feels right now, yeah. Oh. Hub says he'll go with her. I'll piss on its grave. And huh. And when she shakes her head, he angrily slams down the book of the wolf. Moon. Dude, why'd you Whatever give this to me? Well, yeah, Book of the Moon. Yeah. Did you say Wolf of the Book? I said Book of the Wolf. <laughs> so all three get back into the car and take off, and that's how our episode ends. Title card, Man's Lament. Yeah, that's episode 13. Uh, so, uh, yeah, thoughts, Andrew? I love this episode. This is such a great episode. I love the bro trip. I love the backstory stuff. I love the sappy reunion. I love that, once again, we're getting that forward momentum toward episode 14, which is a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it a lot. So, yeah. Uh, really good episode to me. Bill, what are your thoughts? I agree totally. Um, I'm struck by the idea, just as we were talking about these two episodes, this would have been so much better of anime if Cher, Hub, and Quint were our main characters, and we had no idea who these kids were, and no idea what they had to do with wolves. You're probably right. And maybe a little more know who Orkham and Jagara and Darsha were. Mm-hmm. I think a perspective shift would have been huge. Hmm. I kind of agree with you, um, because of the way that the wolves have been written. That's not a bad, bad thought, because you're right. Yes. Wolves... Aside from Blue, we've said it before, not that interesting. I think it even would have been more powerful to establish Blue, the dog, have her disappear, and then have this random woman with blue eyes join this mysterious group of young men that they keep seeing, and reveal later that she is Blue. Right, because that reveal was underwhelming. The other way around would have been so much better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we kind of saw that come. Yeah, I think think you're right. I think you're hitting hitting it on the head there. I like it. I, I, I'll admit, I was a little busy while watching it yesterday and didn't get it, get another recap uh, chance of it. But what I do enjoy about the episode is it's a good character piece between Quentin Hub, especially Hub. We get a lot about him. Yeah, we were missing, I think, that part of it, the, like like Hub's motivation, backstory, connection to the yeah, story. And, yep. I mean, Hub, Hub has always been a likable character from the start of the series. So to have this spotlight on him... And this, you get a really good idea, you know, where he came from. He, he, he was always been this dutiful child and, and always followed the rules and everything else he wanted to do and did exactly what his father did. And then he marries this, you know, brilliant, beautiful woman and then everything falls apart. We get that whole tapestry of Hub and we get a better idea of why he's so determined to find his wife. It's not just because he loves her, but because it's his duty. Right. And I love, 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 love that everything that Cher has been through, and mm-hmm. a lot over the course of these last 13 episodes, mm-hmm. she, I think, comes to realize her folly of, like, this is where her dedication to her work has brought her. It's right. brought her nothing but suffering. Mm-hmm. And when she has this moment with her ex-husband, with Hub, it is touching because I think she's finally realized, like, oh my god. Like I made some mistakes. And like here he is. Like, despite everything that I did to kind of push him away, he's still looking for me. Yep. Which is really powerful. Right. It's a good episode. I love the idea that these three are now together mm-hmm. in this dynamic and that they're traveling to the house of uh, Lord Darcia and Morgan Orfer. It's a good episode. I, I I'm just a little I'm a little ashamed that I did not get another viewing before we recorded it. Eh, I think we, but I like covered it, it pretty well. At least these last two episodes have actually been both enjoy have both been enjoyable episodes. Absolutely, and that leads us into episode fourteen, which is also an enjoyable episode. Fourteen is the fallen keep. Thank you. Yes, yes. So next time it's the fallen keep. It's episode fourteen. We're going to do that one by itself. I feel like it warrants its own. We did uh, twelve and thirteen together. They kind of worked kind of well together. 14, there's a lot that happens. Yeah. They yep. kind of pick up the pace a little bit. Yeah. And we'll definitely have a, a really great in-depth review of that. Um, and we'll be back with that next time. So uh, until then, I think it's time to for us to kind of take off. Bill, do you want to take us out? 
This has been Tooting Japanese, a podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. And I've slept like a dead man. I'm Bill. Well, and I hadn't said a single word since all this started. But now I'm talking again. I'm Josh. Let's keep that going. Yes. And I'm gross, but nice. I am kind of sick right now. I am Andy. And uh, I guess we'll see you next time. Bye-bye! So a rugged building offense. Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, check out other great shows like the Shadow Vane Podcast, the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Slasher Sanitarium, Raw Attitude Podcast, New Blood Rising, The Reanimator Podcast, Fairless Pretenders, and our newest show, and sometimes their scotch. Chin. You've been smiling since you fell asleep. That must have been one hell of a good dream. No, it was just another sad one. <laughs>